When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. I appreciate every single one of you listening with me in your ears doing whatever the heck you're doing. Truly do. It means the world to me that you're spending time um, listening to me talk to my clients and talking to guests. means a lot to me, so thank you very much. Um, If you guys want to, you can screenshot this screen right now that you're listening to this on on the smartphone and tag me on Instagram. I'd love to see where you guys are from, where you're listening from, and I'll repost it on my story. It's always fun to to communicate with you guys, and um, if you guys don't follow me, you can follow me at Tom Davis on Instagram. Uh, this this episode is a great, great, great. This is one of the first times on this podcast that um, I really got into actual training, which was you know during this this is this is posted during the coronavirus type thing, and um, so the onlines have been insane, uh, busy, and I've been working with so many different people from all over the world, and I'm super grateful for that. So thank you guys for supporting the online facility and 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 doing that with me. Um, but this was the first time, literally, I got into the call on a Skype. These guys are in California and L.A., and the dog is just going crazy. And they're like, help, what do we do? And this was the first time I was able to actually, like, you know, verbally, like, boom, 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 do this, do that, do that. And so there's a lot of, like, fire in the beginning of what to do, just firing off that stuff. So it was really cool because... It was like a real session. It was everything I would have done in a normal session, and they did great. And by the end of the session, their five-month-old puppy that was a terror to them in less than an hour was sleeping next to them because of the way that they changed themselves. So again, everything that we do here on the podcast, um, you know, there's guests and then there's training sessions. And these training sessions are the same things that you guys watch on my YouTube channel, just audio. And so this was a great uh, opportunity for me to literally verbally train through the screen and get great success. And they were very happy with it. And so it was great. So um, so here we go with the podcast. Oh, and before I forget, I want to thank my friends over at Dogtra. Uh, Dogtra, if you guys don't know, is my go-to remote collar uh, training systems that I use. Um, it's what I've trusted. It's what I've used for years. Uh, you guys can actually visit Dogtra.com for all their equipment on off-leash and remote collar training systems, as well as get a discount. You guys can use NBD10 to, to receive 10% off your entire order on Dogtra.com. Um, and I would do that because uh, it's 10% off. So that's great. So thank you, Dogtra. I appreciate it. And now, here we go with the podcast. Hello. Hey, Stephanie. It's Tom. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. You're catching us at a perfect time because Senna is just on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad. How are you guys making out in L.A.? Doing okay? It's been raining, and we've had this uh, this little guy for about two and a half, almost three weeks now, and he just now finally got his last shot, so we can take him out of the house, which is great. But uh, yeah, the rain has been difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have friends and people I follow in LA, and everyone's complaining about the rain. But I'm thinking, like, don't you guys never get rain? Isn't this a good thing or no? <laughs> it's a good. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of stinks. But anyway, okay. Uh, so right now he's five months old. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. So uh, why don't you guys just walk me through what uh, problems you're having and the things that you guys yeah. want to work on and things like that? 
Uh, I would say the three B's. Uh, <laughs> biting, <laughs> barking, and jumping. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> biting, jumping, and barking. Barking, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. The biting is pretty intense. It's, it's bad. It's mainly with me. I think I've created a little bit of a war unintentionally because I protect the cat. So it's like this, he's like right now he's just chewing on me and I can't get him to stop and I mean, it's just, it never ends. Hey, here, hold on. Let me take a screenshot of him really quick. Okay. okay. He's like, hey, who's that? That's somebody else is in my house. <laughs> cool. Okay. So do you want to just, ta- you guys want to just talk about the biting first? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely priority right now. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Hold on. I'm doing all sorts of crazy things with my screen. Hey, I didn't even know I could do that. All right, so with with the biting, um, it's really just about you guys understanding that, um, you know, when he was a puppy, he was, you know, playing with his litter mates and all that stuff. And um, so with, with biting and things like that, it's very natural for him to ease into a, a house with humans and start communicating. It's like if, if you guys were to um jump into your a, a european country and then not speak your language it's you're, you're naturally just going to speak your language and that's what's going to make sense to you so it's it's very applicable to dogs where once they transfer into a human home they're like why aren't you speaking my language i don't understand so that's that's the first and foremost like your dog as you guys know and i don't know how much research you've done or whatever but i'll just kind of give you the rundown um, you know, he's obviously not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to be aggressive by any means. He's just being playful. But unfortunately for us, we don't have fur and <laughs> it kind of hurts and it's annoying. So with that being said, um, a couple things that I'm going to go over. Usually what I, what I like to do is just tell people what not to do because the data, yeah. I've, the data <laughs> I've collected like over the years is what normal, you know, dog owners will do to, 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 to help this situation. So Here's what not to do. So when a dog is like trying to actively jump on you and bite you, because typically, you know, like going back to what you were talking about, but the jumping, barking, and biting is is they kind of will all come into one, where they will, yeah. So they'll so they'll jump on you, they'll bark, and a lot of it is just hey, pl- just pay attention to me, play with me, do something with me. He's doing that right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and so, exactly, and so you have to be able to disengage with that a little bit more so you so what you don't want to do is you don't want to give him the reaction that he's looking for so again dogs don't speak english so if you if he barks at you or he's biting your pants or something and you turn and you tell him hey that's bad don't do that it hurts then you've given him everything that he's wanted right there so just just be conscious of that moving forward how much you're how much attention you're actually giving him and when you're giving him attention because dogs are extraordinary good about being opportunistic and understanding rituals and conditioning. So if they do something and they get a response out of it that they particularly want or was looking for, they're going to say, aha, that's what I need right. to be doing. So again, my and then me pushing him away. He's like, yes, we're playing. This is great. Keep pushing me. Yeah. hundred percent. It's kind of like playing tug with your dog and wanting them to drop what you have and pulling back. People do that all the time. They're like, out, bam, and they pull, and the dog's like, hell yeah, like, let's keep doing this thing. So, again, um, you know, we're human. We make mistakes um, every single day, including myself with dogs. So you just have to be conscious of that moving forward. 
that you got to be careful about what reaction you're giving him when he does stuff. Because especially at this age, he's an insanely smart sponge that is going to, you know, put in the memory bank of like, this gets me what I want. I want to do more of this. So again, be conscious of that. Um, now, from, from, with that being said, um, just because, like I said, normally when that happens, people will turn and like, like I just, this, somebody just sent me, I just got four emails in the last hour. I was on another call um, and people are sending me videos of their dogs. And one of this video I saw is this, this, this particular golden retriever was going crazy on this, this particular person. And she's yelling and pointing and like, you know, getting worked up. And the dog's like, hell yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, the dog is actively picking on you as well as like taking advantage of the situation. Cause the dog knows that your voice inflection is kind of upset, but you're, you're, so your <laughs> your voice and your, you know, your demeanor is not matching in the English world or I'm sorry, in the human world, it is you're, you're communicating through verbs and saying, or whatever, just saying this sucks, stop doing this or else. And you're like, okay, sorry. But to dogs, your voice inflection tells them that you're kind of upset, but you're still playing with them. And, and, and even if you're pushing them, they're like, woohoo, this is great. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so st- stay conscious of that. And, um, and then the next thing that I want to talk about, which kind of comes right after line with this, is um, what to do. So that's usually the next question. It's like, okay, so when he's being crazy and chewing and barking and biting and all this stuff, what are you going to do to, to help, right? So <clears throat> um, what, I would, what I would suggest to do is you know, get your leash and your collar on, whatever you're using, which we can talk about at a further time. It's the specifics aren't important right now, but put your leash and your collar on and that's kind of like your bumpers. So, you know, think about like when you're bowling, it's like, or, you know, anything that helps you and navigates you like, uh, uh, like operation type thing. Nope, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong to teach you. You know, it's a correction. A correction is to teach you what to do wrong. So if you do anything and somebody's like nope you got you're just trying to perfect what you want right does that make sense yeah it makes sense <clears throat> so what i would suggest is taking cuz you have to correct him for this behavior unless he's never going to learn ever yeah. ever 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 like if 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 the dog is just continuing to do this there is a chance he'll grow out of it but still <laughs> that was a cat just that's oh, a good yeah. jump Good jump, Kitty. So, um, so that's what I would suggest is whatever setup you have for leash and collar, which again we'll talk about in the future. Um, that's what I would be doing is really taking that to, taking that setup and and exercising your ability to correct him when he does something that you don't like. Okay, so in this case, just now, like he was going absolutely crazy. We were probably not doing the things correctly that we should have. But like, let's just say. He's biting her. We're not going to give him the reaction he wants, but we should make sure he's on a leash. And then what I would just hold him back, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good question, and it is. And again, like you know, the information that I that I give to people isn't um, applicable to every application. So, um, you know, don't take it to heart if I say do it like this. I mean, there's flexibility to every application depending on the situation, but it's a good question to to have because um, yeah, right now we're doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Really me alone sometimes. So, I don't know what so like, so so see how you're reacting like yeah. a lot. Should I remove myself from yes. the room? So so just okay. no no no. You don't have to do that. Just stand up straight and close your hand. Close your hands. Don't don't don't, and just don't play keep away with your hands. But what you can do is just grab. So 
seriously see how you're like giving him your extremities so if you yeah. give if you give him your your hands he's going to do that so one thing you can do is just grab his grab his flat collar yeah and just pull it all the way up behind his ears pull it all the way up so up the scruff there and then and then just don't pull up just hang out right there for a second and just yeah just stop there there so he's going to fight for a second. Let him fight. It's okay. Now he sits. Now release your pressure a little bit. So don't. Good. Now just relax. Just you're trying to. It's like boxing. You're trying to. Good. Now. now, now but like. So there. So keep that. Oh. And like that. So, yeah. So, so now now he's going. Damn it. That didn't work. Okay. Second thing. Bark. I'm going to bark at you guys until you pay attention. Right. But do you see how when you when you did that. And it's it's difficult because when I'm when I'm working with people and I can I can show you this and you know my timing is is there because I've been you know I do this for a living but so see what you did is he's trying to play with you and so you're giving him your hands and you're reacting to him so your body changes so you're crou you're crouching over and and you're giving him you're giving him your hands and you're letting him do that so then if you just grab his collar. And you basically are just like doing that little thing in movies where you, the little kid's just trying to hit the big, and you just take his collar, and basically what you're doing is is you're giving him a little bit of pressure, without giving him the opportunity to like bite you, so you're just taking his collar and, and pulling it up a little bit. Alright, do it again. So this is perfect. So just so just ignore him. So like see how. So just wait until he try not to grab him until he's right next to you. So just completely ignore him. Don't give him like. So make a fist with your hand and just, just put your hands up, like, put your hands up, like, yeah, just cross them, no, cross, cross them like this. Yeah, there, there you go. Now just ignore him. Just ignore him. Just ignore him. He's really sharp. Okay, so grab his, grab his collar if he gets to that point. And do then you, he went to get me a toy, and then... Do you have, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a leash? Yes. Okay, go ahead and put a leash on him. This would be easier. Yeah, I think sit. where I am going wrong sit. is where I am sit. putting my hands out. Yeah, you're giving it. it hurts so bad that I'm, like, just trying to get him away because yeah. I, like, he'll even chase me down. Mm -hmm. And then it's confusing for him, too, because then he'll bring me a toy, and then I try to just yeah. leave the toy mm -hmm. in his mouth, which I think is yeah. teaching him that it's play, but I'm really just trying to get him to bite anything but myself. Yeah. Okay. So now, so when he, when he does that, so you know how we just, like, basically took his – Stephanie, when you like, you took his collar and you gave him a little bit of pressure. So when he yeah. does anything you guys don't like, you can give him, just pop him on the collar a little bit and tell him no. Just give him a little pressure, but don't, don't like stare at him and try to just. When he does something you don't like, you're gonna take that leash and collar, and go no, pop, like that, and you're just gonna ignore him. So what you're doing is you're trying. It's called operant conditioning. You're basically trying to grind out all the behaviors you don't like, but ignore him and reward him any other time. Like if he wants to play with that leash, let him for right now. It's not a big deal because okay. you've because he's not doing the things that he was doing before that was causing your frustration. He's not biting you. He's not going after you. If he wants to chew on the leash, he's a five month old dog teething and he's picking on you guys wicked. So this is a, <laughs> this is a step in the right direction. Okay, so it's okay because it's better than what he was doing. And we'll fine tune this in the future. But you really just have to also realize that before he kind of went crazy on you guys, and, and Patrick, you and I were starting to talk about this, is the reality of his age and his primal, instinctual, hey, let's play all the time things also, is you have to realize that there is going to be a time where he is going to be crazy like this for a while. Um, and so putting him outside or putting him into a crate, depending on how your house is set up, is also a good opportunity because he is in the terrible twos right now, if you will. 
where he is going to be he's going to act like a Tasmanian devil. And that's oh. natural. That's that's not you guys being bad trainers and that's also yep. not him being out of character. Um, you guys have to be a little bit more leadership based where you're ignoring a lot of stuff. So think about it if you guys are in charge of um, staff or you're, you know, a dog parent in this situation and he's ignoring you with all this little micro stuff. You can't feed into that. You're 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 bigger than that. You have to just like right now he's chewing on that. I wouldn't even look at him. I don't it's like whatever. Do whatever the heck you want, dude, because you're not because you right. don't you don't want to constant because you guys are going to stress yourself out over things you shouldn't be. You don't want to constantly be watching him. If you're trying to police and sculpt and try to mold a five-month-old shepherd right now into like the well-behaved uh-huh. dog you want, you're gonna you're gonna fall short every time because he's not set up for that yet. You know, uh-huh. he's not he's not mentally uh, evolved and mature enough to 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 be able to compartmentalize all those things yet. So you have to just work with w- what you have. And so very simply, if he does that stuff again, you guys just grab you're 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 basically just grabbing the leash and you're pull, you're correcting him, telling him no. And then what he's going to do is he's going to be he's going to be upset and he's going to fight you. He's going to be rah, 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 and he's going to he's going to bark, he's going to bite the leash, he's going to thrash, he's going to flip around. Don't feed into that. And that's that's what you were doing earlier, Stephanie, is he was coming after you. And you react. Your whole body changes when he comes after you. You you slump you slump over your hand. You you offer him your hand, um, and and then you give him your leg and things like that. So, what I was saying before is is if you guys just do exactly what you're doing, see your whole your whole everything changed about you. You guys are less about the dog and more about teaching the dog right now. Your yeah. body language is completely changed to. So when he comes, so like I said before, it's kind of like, I, I, I always try to like equate it to like boxing where you're, you're kind of, you're taking stuff in, you're, you're, you're catching stuff. So when he comes after you, don't try to like stiff harm him with stuff. Cause he's going to be like, it's, it's on you just, right. he comes after you, you take that blow and you kind of just move away. He comes after you leg, you move it away. You grab that leash, tell him no pop, pop, pop. And then he lays down and does that like he is. He's over it. He's like, well, that sucked. These guys aren't going to play with me anymore. And so if you guys create that very boring, you know, like what you're I'm not calling you boring, but, but before, <laughs> but before Stephanie, you were so animated when he messed with you, 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 you just yeah. got, all, you were like a, a wiggly worm and he was like getting yeah. so much reaction out of you. And that's why he conti- and that's why he was picking on you. He's like, he's barking at you. And every time he barked, you you did something. And he he was he he were a punching bag for a little bit. Yeah. And so you have to just be extraordinarily s- stiff in your body language and be very very just. It's not even being mean or militant or anything. It's just don't let him make you become reactive. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. how that's how dogs learn through. If we talk about um, positive reinforcement training, for an example, everyone knows what that is. The dog gets rewarded for the behavior you want them to do. And so, if you say, if you basically say, "Hey, sit," and he sits, and you pay him with food, he's like, "Okay, I kind of like this," because he's getting a reaction out of you, right? So, if he comes after you and tries to bite you, and you act in any way that he likes. If you say something and give him engagement, if you touch him with something, he's going to say, the more I do this, the more I can get a reaction. So you guys have to almost 
stop the blows when he comes in. Like it's not affecting you at all. You're just you're taking those hits, you know. And the so you see how like calmer he is now because you guys stopped all that. Crying, and it's so funny because normally it escalates to a level that's like scary because he just he keeps gets going. So oh yeah. About, yeah, and now he's just pouting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really and that's the yeah. key. So so here's what you don't want to do, guys, and that's why it's it's important for, for this role is we, we love our dog. They're cute as hell. We, we want to do best with them. We want to hang out with them, but you have to realize that that dog at this age is going to want to play all the time. And when they play, it's with their teeth until they learn that that's not okay. And it's going to take a couple weeks or a couple months for him to understand this isn't the way my roommates play like before. So you have to be careful how you fire that up. Like if don't mess with the bull unless you're ready for the horns, because as soon as you start getting him fired up, you be ready for that. So there are, there are certain times, there's a time and a place for that too, because going into this situation, you know, I'm I'm like guns a blazing, like do this, do this. And and it's normally not like that. It's normally, I'm going to give you this information before the dog's out. But in this case, we just go with it. And of course me working virtual, um, still helps, but it's not as like, if, if I were there, I would have done that for you a lot quicker. But regardless of all of that, like when he's in this, like he's, he's laying down right now. And so when he, when he is laying down, like you also, you just tame that beast, right? He's like, I want attention. I want attention. You said, stop. And then he laid down and he's like, okay, this sucks. And then if, if, if once he lays down, you go over and you get on him and you give him attention and you start loving up on him you're going to fire him back up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How do we calm him down? Would be my next question. You can't, we, you can't, uh, you can't calm down a five month old dog. <laughs> so you can really excited. like when he's in his, cause he gets to, obviously we just kind of solved that with um, me not reacting. So wait, he's fighting me. Okay. Got the word. Um, so it, when it escalates really bad and he's just like adamant about doing something. And I've noticed that he's, really bitey when I say no about anything. So if he's chewing on the table leg and I say no, he just comes after me and starts flying at me. Right. So, and then if we can't calm him, sometimes we're just like, let's just leave the room. I don't know what else to do. And then he just barks and barks and barks and barks. And so we no. are, we were kind of like, is he angry? Is he trying to play? Like, no. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing I was just talking about is he's picking on you. He's getting a reaction yeah. out of you. So if he barks at you and you go, no, he goes, hell yeah. Every single thing that you give him, it, you're fueling, you're poking that fire over and over again. And you, and you, Because you can't, you can't think like a human and train a dog. So yeah. if you look at him and you say, you bark one more time, I'm putting you into the shelter, he'll bark right at your face and have no care. Because you're thinking like a human and you're trying, to, you're trying to say like, man, I was so mad. He doesn't know you're mad. He just knows that you're reacting. So you have to be very calm, cool, and collective, very, very leadership-based. Again, if you make yourself – if he comes at you, you just grab the leash, correct him, no, correct him, no. And within less than 10 seconds, I bet he diverges into something else. I'm going to go play with the cat. I'm going to go play with the stuffed animal. I'm going to go lay down. It literally just happened. He came over, started biting her. She did nothing, no reaction. So he still has the leash on, by the way. But either way, I pulled the collar. Pulled it up once and said no, and he was like, bit the, bit the leash and kind of walked away and was like, all right. Now he's got a frisbee. Exactly. And right. now he's got my ankle. But you have to, you have Hand to, up. you can grab the leash and just correct him. Just grab the leash and tell him no. Just correct him. 
If he does it, don't do it now if he's not doing it. Yeah, he's fine now. Now he's Yeah, so I would just hang hang on to the leash. Hang on to the leash and, and don't be afraid. I think some people are, are afraid to so put your arms down. Put your arms down. You're reacting. Relax. Good. So now you're being boring with him and, and if he's doing that, you just don't worry about it for right now. These are little things that we can work out in the future. But if he's if he's being good, so he came after you and he's like, This leash is kinda cool, fine. The leash is cool. And the future will stop that behavior. But I'm just, this is like a crash course. So, um, so anyway, so you guys like, don't be afraid to your leash is your lifeline with the dog. He does not speak human. You have to use something that he understands, which is just leash pressure. It's just, it's a very quick, uh, very easy to understand, um, communication. He does something, you pop that leash and he goes, I don't like that. And you go, well, listen, every time you do that, this is happening. And he'll start associating that. He's smart enough to know that when he does something to you, he gets a reaction. You're going to do the same thing, reverse psychology to him, that when he does something, he's going to get a correction out of that reaction instead of you, you know, reacting to him. So on the contrary of what you want to do as a human, you want to say, stop doing this, stop, stop, stop. And you're, you're expressing yourself like he understands that and he does not. He thinks that that's fun for him. He's like, ooh, mom's mad. This is great. So, yeah, so, go ahead. So, so, sorry to interrupt. Uh, so, fun. let's say we're, we're hanging on the couch, just relaxing. He's taking a little nap and then wakes up and starts biting stuff at me. So, then we pop the leash on. Then he does it again. Then we correct him, basically. That, that, we don't keep the leash on 24 7, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, a good, it's a good question. So, over time, so just like how he learned how to get a reaction out of you, over time, he'll learn that the behaviors that he's doing is going to cause pressure for him. So you have to be as consistent as you can. There's no problem. If you guys are hanging out like you are, and obviously with quarantine, you know, you, you have more opportunities to hang out at home just like this. Don't be afraid to get a cheaper little three-foot three or a foot leash to keep on them that just kind of drags but not that he can catch on. And you can just grab the leash really quick and tell him no and correct him when he does that type of stuff and then let him go. So ultimately, um, don't be afraid to keep that leash on during the day when you guys are there and you can help him. Because you're trying, again, you're trying to correct him. Yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. Um, but yeah, you're going to correct him when he, when he does that type of stuff. If you don't have the opportunity to correct him and you feel comfortable and you have the opportunity to just grab his collar and do what we did before. So what he did um, when, when you grabbed him earlier, Stephanie, with the collar is he reacted and he tried to get your hand and you have to be skillful and patient and confident enough to just let that let that happen he's going to try to fight you for a minute and then afterwards he goes and then he gives up and then you let go so that's something that you can do if you don't have the leash on okay but you do have to realize that everything that he does you don't necessarily need <laughs> no, we're not gonna do anything right yeah just 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 ignore him don't give it, don't give him a reaction um, and that's like the first stages. Now, in the future, you can correct that behavior. Like, there's no problem. If you if you wanted to pop him on the collar for that, that's fine. But for right now, if you just ignore him, it would be interesting to see what he does. Because the likelihood of him barking is he's like, okay, this isn't working like normal. Because normally you would go over and, like, tell him to hush and, and, hey, buddy, like, you know, what do you want? And he's like, okay, well, I got that. So if you just ignore him, I bet he'll lay back down or he'll go get a toy and do something else. So just ignore him for right now. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you guys is, have you guys been crating him? Yes. He loves the crates, actually. 
Um, okay, good. Conflicted. Do we? If he's just seeing red, do we put him in the crate, or does that kind of make him hate this crate? Because we're trying not to use the crate for like a punishment. Right. He likes it so much, and he sleeps in it, and he'll stay in there as long as you know. He sleeps in it all night. He loves it. He puts himself to bed sometimes in it. So yeah. Yeah, the the only thing I was just saying is is again like he's a he's a terrible two like five month old like right now very. He's he's gonna be malicious. He's gonna get himself into trouble because he's he's trying to investigate. He's gonna go through teething phases. He's gonna be bored. He's used to playing with all these other dogs, you know, that were his his litter mates, um, and he's old enough now where he's taking you guys in now as his pack. So I, the only reason why I mentioned the crate is because you do have to throughout the day have that quiet time type restful stage because if it were up to him he's gonna so see how he went and played with something after the barking right so just what 30 seconds just ignore ignoring and so you're just teaching him that you know what that behavior doesn't get you anything dude at all so over time he'll register that and he goes that's a waste of time that's not going to get me anything but just again in the future be conscious of how you react when he reacts just be, because that's what's going to happen is, is, you know, tomorrow or later tonight, you're going to find yourself going back to what you were doing before. And you, and that's okay. It's not detrimental. It's a, you guys are learning just as much as he is. So just be conscious of that. But um, the only thing I was going to say about the crate was giving him that rest time to just, just like with kids. I mean, if it was up to them, they would lie around on the ground and, you know, have a fit and cry and throw tantrums because they're too tired. Um, you have to, you know, maybe put them away in the crate for a little bit so you guys can have your your free time um, to be able to be human and not have to worry about him 24-7. And it also gives him an opportunity to, to stay out of trouble and things like that. Um, so throughout the day, it, it's not a bad idea and or it's not going to be punishing if you just say, hey, buddy, go in your crate. You give him a treat for going in there. You shut the crate and you walk away and just let him rest for, you know, an hour or more, and um, especially if you guys bring him out for a walk or something, and you bring him back, just pop him in the crate because he's gonna sl- probably sleep anyway. And um, so anyway, so that's the other thing you can do. Um, so that was a lot all at once. <laughs> you, usually, you know, we just went in there guns a blazing, and um, so just just remember um, that you know, going back to <clears throat> to what you were saying, Patrick, is like, how do I calm him down? It's Again, it's nothing that you guys are necessarily doing wrong, and it's certainly, like, what's wrong with this dog? You're in that stage. Like, <laughs> it's why, you, you know, book, you booked this now versus when he was sleeping all day. Now he's like, okay, I'm ready to, like, play and teeth everything. So just know that it is a frustrating phase, and the more exercise and the more training that you do with him, as far as, like, practice, when I say training, I, I mean practicing obedience exercises, so the more you can get him out and teach him new stuff and get his brain working and outletting that energy into something uh, structured and then as well as just like a walk um, will will also have a huge impact on how crazy he is in the house. I know right now in L.A. it's, it's very rainy um, yesterday, today, and I don't know the rest of the forecast. But um, So just be conscious of that as well to say like, okay, we've been in the, the house for the last two or three days. Let's teach him some new behaviors, and I'll and I'll go over that in a minute. Um, but I kind of want to just touch base on that. That it was a good question. You asked, like, how do I calm this dog down? It's again, it's nothing you're doing wrong. It's nothing that he's doing wrong. He's just at that stage where you're dealing with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of a relief, too, just because I was starting to wonder, like, is he going to hurt someone? Is he going to hurt, like, one of us or a visitor or a cat, you know? It's like a land shark, man. Yeah, it's just, like, yep. constant all day. He'll he'll bite the air. Like, <laughs> he'll move his jaw. He'll bite the air. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's, and again, um, you know, so he's, he's a German shepherd, right? He's a mix. Um, they don't know what with. He was left in a desert, so he, I think, has been very... He hasn't been socialized at all, I don't think, as well as probably in a negative way if someone was mean enough to dump him. So I'm assuming, I don't know if there's like part of that too where he's just like learned yeah. Yeah. negativity with humans and things like that. Yeah, he's just, he's probably more or less just, you know, more feral than some other dogs. So, you know, you don't really know exactly what had happened to him, you know, how many siblings he had, how long they were around, like whatever. Um, and, and, you know, don't, don't, think about that too much but anyway the, the point is is the likelihood of him being surrounded by his his siblings and the mom are likely um he probably wasn't a singleton he could have been but who really knows um but anyway so all right so now that that crash course is over <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start into um i want to talk about like your leash and your collar setup and then i want to talk about like some exercises you guys can do as far as basic obedience goes um, do you guys have any questions before we get into that? Uh, last thing probably would be the jumping. I'm assuming it's a similar thing. It's something right. we don't want to do. We don't react. We can pop the collars a little bit uh, and say no, but basically I'm assuming it's the exact same thing as barking and biting. Right. Um, and again, your leash is, is a great tool to communicate to a dog that you don't like something, just to giving him that pressure because – if you touch him physically with your hands, he's going to be more likely to want to like react to that. So yeah, so so you could do that, but the leash is just a very safe like you can't touch me communicative way. So when one of you comes in or uh you know if whatever. So when he, try to think of a of a scenario where he's going to jump basically. Um, and then what you can do is have your leash on and he jumps up and you just tell him off and you correct him down. So don't pull him up. Don't pull him to the side. Correct him in the direction you want him to go. Okay. So now, so, and here's what's going to happen is you're going to, you're going to basically, you know, okay, somebody's coming in or you took the trash out and he's excited for you to come back in, whatever. You put that leash on, he jumps up, you say off and you correct him down again. Just give him that pressure on the, on the collar. And then what he'll do is he'll realize like, okay, that, and it's basically timed like perfectly. Honestly, what you can do, um, the, and the, the only reason why I asked about his, his breed, um, is cause he kind of looks like he has Malinois in him. Um, oh, really? I've never heard of that. How do you spell that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's M. It's let me M A L I O N I S. So it's a it's a primarily a working military police breed. Oh, okay. Which which would explain. Uh, yeah, because he's yeah. He, nobody was mixed with. Um, they just assumed German Shepherd. So yeah, and and it and the Malinois is, is pretty much a shepherd. Um. You'll see them in all of the military movies, the police movies. They're the cop dogs primarily, other than the German Shepherd. Um, awesome. So anyway, you can, yeah, yeah. That well, the only reason why I was thinking that is because if you did have like a puppy Malinois type thing, then 
consider yourself lucky compared to what it could be. Uh, they're just, they're not bad dogs by any means. They're just very, very intelligent. Um, they're the, like the velociraptor of dogs, people say. Um, the whole clever girl thing. They're just extremely tele- intelligent and um, very mouthy. Um, so you can look that up later. You can just do a hashtag of Malawan, figure out what it is. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but anyway, so moving forward from that, um, yeah, same thing with jumping. He jumps up, correct him, just say off, pop. One thing that works the best, to be completely honest, if you have the time for, which you probably will, is keep the leash on. One of you guys walks inside, step on the leash, give him a little bit of room, step on the leash, he jumps up, it corrects himself. He jumps up, wham, wham, and he goes, hey, and then he sits, and he doesn't jump, and you go, hey, buddy, and you pet him, and then if he gets overly stimulated, you stand back up, he jumps again, and so you're self-correcting. It's operant conditioning, basically. No, yes, no, yes, good, bad. So that's one way you can do it, but again, um, in my opinion, with all of the data I've collected over the years of working with dogs and working with puppies, um, especially in the state that you guys, not in the California state, but the mental state you guys are in with like maybe overwhelmed and a little bit of stressed about it sometimes. Um, the best thing to do is just be calm and be very assertive. He jumps okay. up, you correct him immediately when he does the behavior you don't like to teach him that that's not acceptable. And then as soon as he does something you would like to see more of, like sitting next to you when you come into the house, hey, buddy, good job. He gets worked up, you take that away. So um, you're removing that um, that reward for him as, as you. So it's called uh, negative punishment. So you're taking away something as you're like you, you yourself, you turn your back, you walk away, you're subtracting that from the equation and it's punishing to him because he wants your attention. Okay. Okay. Which I guess brings us to the leash setup, right? Because we just kind of have random. (laughs) Yeah. So, so a couple, couple different things, um, as far as like what I would suggest for the setup for you guys, um, is just get a very basic martingale collar, um, and a martingale collar. I don't have one laying around here, but a martingale collar is, is – I'll, I'll send you a link. I can send you the link of everything that we're talking about today so you don't have to worry about it. Um, but a martingale collar is basically a normal flat collar with the ability to have some restriction when you pull on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So actually, I have one on my dog right here. Let me grab it. Okay, cool. Let me see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bark. Yeah. All right, so this is a martingale collar. So it's just a normal flat collar, and then it mm-hmm. has this little buckle here that your leash would yeah. go on, and it just pulls through. So you do have some restriction onto that, so it does correct the dog a little bit. It does add a little bit of pressure versus a flat collar where a dog's just you're basically just tugging on them, where this has a little snap to a little bite to it, if you will. Um, and it's also safe because they can't slip out of it. So it's just nice to have when you're walking uh, him in general. So anyway, so I'll send you a link for what I would suggest for the martingale collar. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what you would use primarily for all the basic stuff we've been talking about, just to give him that little pressure um, and just being able to give him a little bit of that leash pressure so he understands that, you know, because you don't want to go over the overboard with him just yet and get into some other things, but... That's what I would recommend for right now. It's just a okay. martingale collar. And then um, you can get a tab leash. 
which is what I was mentioning before. It's like a six-inch leash that just hangs off of the dog. So mm-hmm. you can you can pop that on in the morning and when he's running around doing whatever. If he does something, you could just grab that leash and use that to your advantage and your leverage. You're not going to you know mess with them and get physical with them. You're just going to grab that leash, leave it, pop. No, okay. pop, whatever you want to say. And um, so again, you, and you can just, if you have an old leash or you just go to a, grab a leash and cut it, like get a cheap leash and just cut it and clip it on. Or you can just get a carabiner and a piece of rope, clip it on, easy peasy. Um, so that's the setup I would be using throughout like this whole quarantine thing when he's doing this, he's just running around the house, just being a dog. And you're like, same thing with the, like if he goes after the cat, leave it, pop. Yeah. Um, he jumps, leave it, pop. Um, he's trying to bite you guys, leave it, pop. Um, and so that's a nice setup to have. And then when you're out walking with him, the best scenario, uh, the best setup that you guys should be using is probably just like a homemade slip collar with a four foot leash, which again, I'll send you all of this information. So you don't have to worry about it right now. Did I do that right? He was on the gate and I walked to him. He's, I just grabbed his collar, pulled it down and just said, no, and that was it. Right. That's it. Okay. You just be very, again, be very direct, very, hey, this is what we're doing. Just just extraordinary clear communication. He jumps up. You cause him some sort of pressure without overreacting. Get down. You know, none of that. He doesn't, you don't want to do any of that stuff. You know, good leaders don't react. I mean, you don't want to take advice from somebody that's yelling at you. You don't want to take advice, you know, from a boss or a colleague that's overreacting. It's not, it doesn't, it's not good. You want to say, hey, man, you cannot. That's not acceptable. We're not going to do that anymore. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, that was good. Um, and you just apply that to everything. Very Again, very assertive. When it's happening, if you have the opportunity to get in there and correct it, do it. And that leads me to what I was going to tell you in the beginning. Um, and Patrick, you kind of asked, like, what's realistic about, you know, keeping a leash on him or whatever. Um, if he's doing this stuff and you guys aren't prepared to, like, reinforce it, just just do that that punishment that I talked to the negative punishment where you're completely just ignoring him and trying to get away from him because I always tell people no training is better than bad training and if you so if if you guys have been working on off and leave it and no and whatever you're using with the reinforcement of the collar yeah and sorry then, we have distractions going on today <laughs> that's okay it's normal it's reality right yeah so um but you <laughs> what's that it's the new normal considering yeah, yeah. nothing about what's going on in the world's normal exactly it's the new it's the new normal new reality so um so what i was saying was is um so if you get into a predicament or a scenario where you can't reinforce what you're asking it's totally okay to just ignore it got it okay Be- does that make sense yeah, so like, for example, if he doesn't have a collar on for whatever reason or something and I can't reinforce it that way to just kind of not give him the attention and to do nothing is better than... Then saying, yeah, then, exactly, then saying to do it and then you not being able to reinforce it like you normally would. And that's that's only in the preliminary stages for the first couple of weeks that you guys are starting this this new type of relationship. So that's not long-term. So your your voice... So when you're so when you're teaching him stuff, your voice and your your what we would call like markers or cues, like to tell the dog, like whatever verbiage you use, um, you you want to stay consistent on it, and that's going to be reinforced with whatever type of uh, reinforcement that you're going to be using. Now you can use some sort of correction based reinforcement. So if he jumps up and you say off, 
you're giving so the off is the cue to tell him this is what I want you to do, right? And mm-hmm. then he jumps up and then if he doesn't, you correct him. So that's your reinforcement. So he's then going to associate in a conditioning phase that the reinforcement is going to be fo- the the reinforcement is going to follow if he doesn't comply. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that's going to be universally spread throughout everything. So I don't want you to think that you're going to have to keep the leash on and and ignore him if you don't have it on forever. It's just right now when you're trying to teach him right from wrong and do operant conditioning and and actually correcting him and be being very assertive when he's doing this stuff and taking the wheel, if you will, this is just very preliminary stages. So don't think that you have to do that um, forever and you don't have to do that um, to sustain his obedience. You're teaching him that if he doesn't comply to your verbal cues or your verbal asking behaviors, he's going to get punished for non-compliance. So it would be the same thing for us if we had, you know, if you had a kid and they skip school and you said, okay, you're grounded and no iPhone for a week, they're going to be like, that sucked. I never want that to happen again. And then when you say, hey, buddy, you have to go to school, you can't skip or else, they're going to go, you're right. I don't want to get in trouble. The world literally evolves around discipline and structure, whether we believe that or not. It could be everything from drinking way too much and then having a hangover for that, or it could be something of any effect. Literally any single thing that we do has some sort of consequence that we learn from. Does that make make sense? So over time, your voice is what really determines what you want him to do. And then your, your collar corrections and stuff is just a reinforcement during the learning stages. Okay. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So um, now I want to talk about some, some really easy, simple stuff that you guys should be teaching him as far as, um, you know, new behaviors and uh, like the, the, maybe the five things you guys should be working on as a puppy owner. Um, And then you guys can tell me if you have any questions, but I would be working on heel, which is loose leash walking. Um, Now, a couple key components with heel is, Try to stay consistent on how you're saying it as well as what side he's on. So pick a side. So don't let him pick if he's on the left or the right side of you. Um, now the traditional side of dog training would be the left side because the majority of people are right-handed. So being able to do that type whatever. Um, so the left side. Um, but if you pick the right, so be it. But just be consistent with both of you guys. Um, okay. And also with that, with that being said, making sure that you're incrementally teaching him things so you don't want to say hey let's go learn how to heal in a very distracted environment you're going to teach him heal right in your living room there from the kitchen to the living room you're going to go heal he's going to do good you're going to ask him to sit you're going to you're going to tell him to break so you're like okay buddy you've you've released it and then over time you're going to go from kitchen to living room back to kitchen and then kitchen to living room to and so on and so forth until he can basically do circles around your whole house on a loose leash, not pulling at all. Then you start transferring it to other places and other locations to start exposing him to new environmental stimuli. Okay. Okay. So that's one mistake many people do just in general with obedience and teaching dogs new stuff is they'll try to, you know, learn how to ride a bike in the Tour de France. Not a good idea. Not going to happen. Right. (laughs) So that's the heel. Um, The sit command obviously is, is pretty easy to understand. 
Um, the only thing I would say about the sit that most people make the misconception of and, and have problems with and potentially set their dog up for failure in the future is two things. Is the reward-based systems they use when they teach the basic sit as well as the, the physicality of where the dog is physically when you ask the dog to sit. So when we're teaching individual behaviors, we want them to become a big recital or a big routine. So when you teach dance, it's do this, do this, do this, and then you become this whole recital and this whole dance together. It's individualized, compartmentalized, if you will. So when you're teaching the sit command, don't teach them to sit in front of you because it's not going to be universal. So when you ask them to heal, and then you can teach them to sit in the same thing. So when you're out walking with him and you stop and he sits right next to you, beautiful. He's not swinging out in front of you. He's not, you know, all that stuff. So teach him to sit right next to you on the left side when you're doing that. That way you can add the heel and sit together, and those are the first two things you can start with. Yeah, we've been doing the reward-based system, and he definitely gets amnesia where he's like, oh, I forget how to sit now. Oh, there's a treat? Okay, yeah, I can do it now. Right, and it's, uh, you know, it's no fault to you, and it's no fault to the dogs, just how they're taught. Right. So uh, I, I talk about this very frequently. Um, you got to make sure that you're training and not feeding. Because then yep. it, then, you know, I always tell people like a seven year old can get, you know, can get a pack of hot dogs out and get an animal that eats meat to follow them around the room. Right. But that doesn't, that doesn't teach the dog anything. They're just like, Hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And then they do a circus of things that they think might unlock the key to get the food. And then maybe they yeah. get it, but they don't know how to actually do it <clears throat> uh, individually. So just making sure that you're, you know, again, scenario would be putting your food pouch on the right side not having your hand in there and waiting for the dog to do it because they're locked and loaded. And again, they're having that sort of dependency on the food. Not good. So putting them on the left side and, he and healing. So again, we've worked on heel, so he knows what that is. You stop. You say sit. He sits. Good sit, buddy. Verbal praise. Is a dog wa you walk into a room and your dog goes crazy. They love it. You don't need to give them food every single time. And if you do then they become dependent on it and they expect it. The problem with that is, is you'll find that the dog actually doesn't know the behavior and then they also will get confused when you don't have food because they, their reward-based system has always been getting paid with food. So if they do it and they're like, I didn't get paid, I must have not done it right because you forgot your treats at home. So in order to break that, start using, trade off your food reward-based system with just verbal. Good sit, not good boy, good sit. So you're good, again, is your cue of like, hey, you've done what I wanted you to do. What was it? Good down, good sit, good heal, good stay, yep. etc. Does that make sense? We, yeah, we saw that in one of your videos. We started uh, implementing that, I would say, yesterday or so. Beautiful. Yeah, that, I would say the heal thing, I feel like we're going to issue, but then we've only tried it out when we pumped. We've never tried it. So. So. Yeah, yeah, again, okay. just start off, don't, don't, you know, don't stress yourself out. Don't, don't go too hard on it. Just very incrementally. That's all. And, um, it's, it's not, it's not easy to necessarily do, or, but over time it's, it's pretty simple. The, the concepts of it, you just got to stay consistent and not get frustrated. I'm Quali assuming there's a video on that on how yeah, to, how to keep multiple. Going. Um, yeah, on my channel, you're going to be looking up like how to, you know, how to, how to get your dog to heal or how to, how to teach your dog to walk nicely on a leash or something like that. And you'll get a lot of concepts from that. Um, so that's the sit. Um, and then the break command, which will fall into place with all this stuff. Heel, sit, break. And the break command is your off switch. That's your release. That's your okay. That's your whatever you want to call it. You can call it gumballs for all I care. It doesn't matter. That basically tells the dog, 
you've completed the task and now you can be a puppy and be a dog. Right. Um, so again, that will play a role when you're healing, sitting and breaking, because what it does is it allows the dog to be a dog. And so they're not constantly working. And the, the bigger picture is the dog understands when they're working and when they're not. So when you're out with him and you're healing him in LA and it's beautiful out and it's back to normal. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, you've healed for a good amount of time. You can break and be a dog and go to the bathroom and sniff and chase squirrels and do whatever. <clears throat> and the break, he can pull you and do whatever he wants. And you're able to turn that on and off. Okay. So the goal under the misconception of people just think that if your dog is pulling, like people may see my dogs pull me on a leash. That's not bad training. The training hasn't started. The only time the training starts is when I say it starts. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not training. I'm not programming computers here. These are animals. And we have to be empathetic to the fact of like they are animals and they can't heal for three miles. That's silly and not, not fair. So anyway, so the break command is huge. Um, <clears throat> really easy to teach. I'm actually doing a video on it probably today. We're going to try to film it, if not tomorrow, but that'll come out this week nonetheless. Or what, What's today? Friday. <laughs> Friday. Question. We have to write it on our whiteboard so we know what day yeah, it is. Yeah, I just looked at my whiteboard too. I'm like, wait, what day is it? Uh, anyway, it's coming out. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other command would be the place command. Um, so sending him to a, um, a targeted area that, uh, you know, is a bed or any, anything other than the ground. People ask me, what is it? What can it be? Anything other than the ground. I suggest just using like an elevated little cot because um, you can get them really small and um, they're easy to wash. You can leave them outside. They're cheap. They're like 25 bucks on Amazon. Okay. Um, and I they like them. It looks like a little trampoline exactly. sort of thing. That's all it is. Um, and I can, and again, if. What's is that? this too big? Will, this will is this just work? like a little cushion we have. It's probably too big. No, it's not too, excuse me. It's not too big. Um, it's just like, you know, uh, for me with the place command, um, no, that's not too big. You can, <clears throat> you can do place on that. No problem. You're just teaching the dog to go to a targeted location based off of your, your body language and your cues. So, um, yeah. So basically what you want to do is get your food and your pot and your trout and your trout in your pocket or your treat pouch um, and then what you can do is get him on leash so he can't run away. And you say, hey, buddy, place. And he's like, what the hell is place? I have no idea what that is. You give him a little leash pressure until he gets on that cushion. You go, yes, good place. And you pay him. And he's like, whoa. So basically getting on that location, all four paws, boom, unlock that door. And you're marking it with place. So again, you have to make sure you're good place, good place. Don't say good boy because boy doesn't mean anything to him. Good yeah. means he's done something right. What have I done right? Place. Okay, good. I know what place is now. So you're capturing that behavior through a lot of positive reinforcement-based systems. So you're saying, yes, good place. Boom. He's automatically like, woo I did it. Go ahead. What if he goes on his own to place? What do you mean? So if you're training him to go to place um, and then eventually he starts just wanting a treat, because I've seen him do this. It's so yeah. funny. Like, he yeah. goes to get, try to get a treat. So he'll start doing his tricks or like he'll like, what if he sits on place trying to get a treat? Do we? Yeah, you can just, you can just, hey, good place, buddy. But that doesn't mean you're getting food, <laughs> you know? So oh. just, yeah, you can just mark, hey, good place. That's all. But not crate. These are two separate places where he sleeps they, in places. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They're two different things. Um, th- th- you can, like, bridge them together. But, um, see, okay, so the the reason why i don't typically like bridge them together to make it one is because i think that like in the future like if your crate is in a different location in your house and that primarily will tuck him away from everything i don't like like if if my like say if somebody came in my house and my shepherd's like whoa i'm excited 
I can send her to her place and she's still involved with what we're doing and she's not put away. Mm. Got it. So I that, see. that's how I utilize that, especially like if you travel uh, and mm. you go to a hotel or you go to a park or you go camping, you go hiking, whatever the hell you're doing, doesn't matter. And you bring just like a little rough wear pad or a yoga mat and you say place. He's like, okay. Because if the, cr- if the crate's not there, crate is very crate So what you can do with the place is teach him that it can be multiple things. So what I tell the people is once he's kind of starting to capture the place command, he's getting up there, introduce just something else. So go get a towel or a yoga mat, put it out. And then what you'll do is you'll point and you'll say place. And he's like, I am placing. And then you give him pressure to the other thing. You go, yes, good place. And he's like, wait a minute. And then you go place and you point. And so that way, literally, you teach him that your voice. Exactly. And place. Place is anything that you point to. And that's it. Okay. And that, that's how you can do that very easily. But lots of positive reinforcement. But again, um, four out of five times, verbal praise. And then maybe the fifth time he gets he gets some food. Okay. Um, so, okay, so heal, sit, place, break, uh, and then recall, I would say, would be the next one as far as, like, exercise behaviors that you can work on continually. Um, <clears throat> get It's going to be easy for him because he's food-motivated. Get yourself a long line, 15-footer. Uh, you can do it in the house. You can do it in the house, too. Um, like, But, again, transitioning to outside, you're going to use a long line. In the house, wait for him to disengage. And you could already tell your behavior right now has made him calmer. Yeah, he's sleeping mm-hmm. on the couch. Yeah. He's over. <laughs> so that's good. I, I like that. Yeah. It almost, you know, I thought maybe you put him away, but that's good. So anyway, <laughs> so the, the recall command is like if he's laying down chewing on something and one of you is in the kitchen or upstairs or whatever, you just say his name and then you say, come. And then he comes to you, and then you, and then one, and then the the recall is something I pay heavily for because it's a life saving thing. You want to really mark that stuff like really good. Um, so when he gets to you, pay him. Yes, good come. So maybe stick like three or four kibbles on you in your pocket as you're you know doing housework or extra whatever. Anytime you guys like right now is a perfect time. You guys are kind of doing your own thing and you're in different parts of the home, and just stick some stick some kibble on you uh, somehow, and then just call him and then pay him and then ignore him. Break. See ya. And just ignore him. Go back to what you were doing, and that okay. will that will start help marking when he when he hears come from the person that voice he'll know who it is through your voice, and he'll go oh if I go to that person I'm gonna get paid and that's a really good way to start introducing the recall inside. Okay, like, yeah, we've been getting amnesia with that sometimes too, where like he'll know it and he'll, he'll come to me, and then other times he won't. Yeah. So you want to make sure that it's quality over quantity. Don't do it all day. Do it five times a day and pay him heavily when he does it. Okay. And, and then when you start doing exercises outside, long line, do it three times. You'll say his name. You'll say come. If he does, yes, good boy, good boy, good boy, good boy. Pay him, pay him, pay him, and then give him a break. Five minutes later, do it again. And five minutes later, do it again, and that's it. You okay. don't want to do it pretty much until he's like, oh, this is kind of boring. Now, if he does get to a point where he's like, yeah, but there's a squirrel over here, same thing. You give him a tap on the collar. You go, nope. Bam, bam, bam. You give him that pressure for noncompliance because you know that you've practiced it enough where he understands the behavior properly. So, again, just giving him that punishment. Because, again, if you're going to train a dog to not understand punishment and, and corrective, uh, you know, balance systems, then it's your, it's your praise over the squirrel that he's chasing. He's going to pick the squirrel every time. He's got a How thing. do I correct him if I'm saying come and he's over there though? The long, the long line when you're outside. Yeah, so when you're inside again, like just don't do it often enough where he's blowing you off because you're going to be more valuable than anything in the house for the most part unless it's the cat. But, 
you know, in the morning, like if you feed him in the morning and that night, before you feed him his meals where he's hungry, you guys have five pieces of kibble on you a p- or three a piece. And then what you can do is just recall them back and forth throughout different parts of the house and move around and then end it and just start teaching him that behavior. But again, don't set him up to a situation. Like in that situation, he'll probably recall to you every single time. Make it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good boy, good boy. Good come, good come, good come. Um, pay him, pay him, pay him. Um, and he'll probably come to you every single time. Now when you're outside, there's going to be things that are more valuable than you. The currency are going to change. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's where you put the long line on and then give him punishment for non-compliance in that time because you've already pre-existed and taught the behavior inside and you just transition it outside. And that goes for all your obedience. Inside first, easy peasy, and then start transferring and copying and pasting outside. Okay, makes sense. Okay. Okay, um, I'm going to, I have to run to my next appointment. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to send you guys uh, later today after I'm done with my uh, continual online training here. I'm going to send you guys uh, a list of things that I've recommended as far as equipment and links and all that stuff, as well as maybe some videos that I would suggest watching. And then if you have any questions, just let me know. And then in the future, if you guys feel like you've hit a roadblock or um, you feel like you just need to be injected with a little bit more information, we can do this again um, and go from there. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we've already uh, kind of gotten one thing that was really scary for me in the biting. It's just mm-hmm. chilling right now. So I'd love to maybe do more in the future. Yeah. So Absolutely. look forward to it. Absolutely, yeah. And just remember, just like your reaction. Yeah. You know, really... <laughs> We can, t- we can call it what it is. It's me that needs the lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's going to mirror everything you do. And, and, and again, you're just acting out of like human instincts. And so when you do that, like a human would be like, all right, sorry. But dogs are going to be like, all right, it's on. It's all they want yeah. from you is a reaction. So you got to be very careful how you apply that. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll keep an eye out for your email because we're definitely going to get all those things. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll send, it, I'll send it by by the end of the evening uh, later today. And you guys stay safe. And uh, I appreciate you guys signing up. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Hey, talk to Thanks you soon. Again. Thank right, you. Bye-bye. Woo. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That was a whirlwind of a straight fire for an absolute hour of taming the beast through the screen. And again, I'm so grateful for you guys listening. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet, don't forget to leave a review uh, on my on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Thank you to my friends at dogtra.com for sponsoring this podcast. I appreciate you guys very much. Don't forget, screenshot this, share on Instagram, tag me. Let me know where you guys are from. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. And uh, I appreciate you guys so much. I will talk to you next time. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.